This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OLA. It's our first episode back after a hiatus, uh, but it is numbered at 268 total. I'm your host, Greg Audino. So glad to be back with you and very grateful to have your listenership once again. If this is your first episode, uh, or if you've forgotten how things work around here, this is the show on which I take your questions about whatever struggles you'd like support with and answer them for you on the show to the best of my ability. Sometimes it's actual advice, but uh, usually it's self-reflection questions that empower you to see your situations in different ways and come to new conclusions on your own. We're going to stick to the format today. We've got a great question on tap for you. It's a long one, so uh, make sure that you listen closely. And uh, let's do what we do best. I'm going to read the question for you now and then provide feedback. So let's dive in and start optimizing your life. I'm married to a man who has ADHD and will not take medication or see a counselor. This is the second marriage for both of us. My first husband died and we had two children. Both of my children died in 2018 and 2020. My husband never developed a relationship with them and does not recognize my grief and will make statements to me like, well, it is what it is, or life goes on. I feel very alone with this man. I no longer get into a car with him without it being me that's driving. Now he gets in the passenger seat and tells me how to drive and when to go and stop, and it's a miserable time. We do not sleep in the same bedroom. We also are not intimate and haven't been in over three years. It's difficult to want to be intimate with someone who is not interested in having a mutually satisfying experience. It's also impossible for me to go from his nasty negative comments throughout the day to being able to develop warm emotions towards him. I just do not like about 95% of him. We're both 68 years old, and a divorce is not economically a wise decision for either of us. My counselor advises me to live a separate life as much as possible from him and limit my emotional attachment and build relationships with other women and create a life without him. I'm having a hard time seeing any joy or happiness in my life, and depending on how long I must live, the future just looks bleak with him. If I were to go to him and ask him, what do we do to make the relationship better? His response is always the same. He does not know. I don't know either because I feel as though I've done what I could. Okay, Asker, thank you so much for sending this question in. I appreciate you taking the time, and also I appreciate you painting a really clear picture like that of exactly what's troubling you here. Uh, I have a few thoughts about points of conversation between the two of you, uh, as well as some conversation that you might consider having with yourself. So let's get started. Uh, we're going to start with uh, thinking about a discussion between the two of you that might be of use. Uh, now, you mentioned at the end 
that neither of you have ideas for how to make the relationship better when you do try to bring it up. So this is the case for most couples having trouble. It's really easy to feel like it's too tall of an order. And um, oftentimes when ideas are thrown out there, they're rooted in blame or, or accusation. You know, well, if you would just stop doing X, Y, and Z, this would be all better. So this tactic is assuming that a complicated relationship can be fixed in one fell swoop. And uh, obviously it lacks any sense of personal accountability. And of course, it's just unhelpful. However, uh, it is on to something. What we can do, what we can take from a frustrated response like this is what that partner wants to be better and how that partner feels hurt or misunderstood or whatever it may be. You see, we all have ideas about how we would want to be treated better, whether or not they're realistic. And that is not a bad place to start, especially if we can present and receive these ideas without aggression. So you might consider asking your husband how he wants things to be better for him. What's lacking for him? And I know you're feeling a lot of resentment right now, but do your best to listen to what's underneath all of these claims that he might make. Maybe uh, maybe he wants to be more active between the sheets. So for you, ask yourself, what might that mean besides this impression you already have of him just wanting to be a selfish lover? Suspend those thoughts for a moment and at least consider what else might be there. Maybe, you know, maybe he doesn't feel attractive anymore. Maybe he doesn't feel youthful anymore. Maybe he doesn't feel like you need him anymore. And it's not to say that you need to bend on your own desires just to coddle him through these types of needs, but questions about what those needs really are can humanize this experience. It can provide a, a truer or they can provide a truer idea of what he's after and you know whether or not that aligns with the type of or level of participation that you feel you'd like to put in. If you're both given free space to express how you'd like to be treated better, it invites that follow-up conversation about what each partner is willing to do. You know, maybe he can start by keeping quiet while you drive, and you can start by doing one thing that he asks. This diplomatic approach, it might seem a little unfair uh, if you feel as though you've put much more effort in than he has, but to try a, a proper rebuild, starting on a level playing field can be helpful in, in giving both parties a fair shot to take ownership and recognize the efforts of the other. Over the course of this relationship, I'm guessing it's all been jumbled together and both of you feel as though the other one isn't trying. It's a crazy thought, I'm sure. But, you know, until you know just what not trying enough looks like for one another, you can't have a very well-developed idea of how you're each perceiving things, what you're really asking for, and again, what you're really willing to do. And mind you, this conversation doesn't need to be uh, you know, so so laced in pessimism that it's limited to the changes you're asking for. You uh, you know you might also explore the things that you do like about one another and ask for more of them. You know if you still like five percent of him, as you said, what's in that space? And can you ask him to maybe double down on that part? For example, maybe maybe he cooks for you once in a while, and you could ask him to just do it more often. Is cooking more meals going to be the secret ingredient to healing your whole relationship? Probably not. But what it does provide is, is a clear look 
at how much effort your partner is willing to put in given the knowledge of what exactly you're asking of them. And certainly all of this makes it easier for you to come to conclusions about what your limits are, naming exactly what you will and will not tolerate, and ultimately setting well-defined boundaries for yourself. So uh, now let's get to the personal reflection that I would encourage you to do privately, something I mentioned in the beginning. Now, the only reason uh, that you cited for staying in this marriage is the fact that it would not be a wise financial decision for you to get divorced. And we need to pay attention to this because it says a lot for that single item to be the only hang-up in spite of that long list of reasons that you're unhappy and feel wronged in this marriage. I'm not telling you to get divorced or not to get divorced. But what I do think is vitally important for you is uh, for you to compare at length the financial implications of leaving your husband versus the emotional implications of staying with him. And I want to emphasize this because one thing that so many of us are at the mercy of together is monetary stress. So many of us stop right in our tracks when we feel as though our finances are at risk. And while this is understandable, it's, it's not wise, it's not responsible in all cases. Most cases, sure. But when the idea of struggling with money presents itself, we really owe it to ourselves to sit and think about what that really entails instead of just running for the hills, because that's what everyone tends to do. So for you, I feel it's critical to think about the intricacies of your money and your marriage the realities of both, the opportunities of both, the hardships of both. We want to make careful considerations before deciding whether it's less wise to thrust ourselves into the financial pain of a divorce than stay uh, pinned under the emotional pain of this marriage. Money is more measurable and it's a common foe, of course, but your feelings deserve a chance to be heard here because they've been suffering in silence for a long time based on how how you're phrasing your question. If finances are the only thing keeping you from splitting with this man, what would life look like exactly after a divorce? Can your base needs be met? How much would you have to sacrifice? How able would you be to rebuild? Whether through getting help from loved ones, finding a new job, going back to school, relocating to a cheaper area, etc. And how does all of that and more, whatever questions you might come up with, How does that all weigh against living in this marriage and your ability to tend to your emotions? Can your emotional needs be met? How much would you have to sacrifice to make sure that they are? Can you rebuild them, maybe through the ideas that your therapist suggested? Deeply questioning all of this will help you to understand which resource is the most precious for you and what you're willing to do to attain it. Will it be a lot of work in either direction? Yeah, it probably will. And I'm sure that doing more work and waiting more time for some level of peace and satisfaction is the last thing that you have patience for right now. But that is where we found ourselves. And you have you have the privilege of deciding which marathon you want to enter into right now. And surely it'll be difficult either way, but you know, all pain is worth something gained on the other side of it. So the question remains, as it often is, what are you most willing to struggle for? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, then. Asker, thank you so much for sending this really powerful question in and propelling us into a new wave, a revival of optimal living advice. I really hope this response helped you out and that you're able to see this relationship or the opportunities that it presents you with anew. Everyone else, the email is live. If you have a question that you'd like help with on the show, please email it into us at advice at oldpodcast.com. Advice at oldpodcast.com. You will definitely hear back. Your identity will be kept anonymous and you are welcome to speak about whatever you need to. Other than that, everyone, take care of yourselves. Enjoy your day. Thank you so much for joining after this hiatus. And I'll see you again in the next episode where your optimal life awaits.